is how our ancestors used to live. Our ancestors used to live with the land. They used to live with these energies. Nowadays, because we're only obsessed with the action, with the summer and then spring as well, because that's youth and maturity, that's the, that's the things that we really do. But decay and death that happens in autumn and winter, it's very much uncomfortable. It makes a lot of people uncomfortable and they don't really know how to do it and they want to avoid it and they only want to grow and become better, their best version every day. <laughs> um, or in their stocks, always higher numbers, higher numbers, more, more, more. That cyclical living counters that. Cyclical living transcend that even it's not even a countering it's a transcending where it really allows the natural rhythms of time where you have growth but you also have decay and that is necessary it is necessary for life to have decay hello everyone and welcome to the cyclical living podcast a podcast that will inspire and empower you to live your full cyclical soulful life I am your host, Dara Duth, and I am here to help you be your most embodied self. I am a holistic health coach, body worker, herbalist, and priestess of the Avalon Rose lineage. I am here to assist women and men to come back to their natural pace, following the rhythms of their body and nature around them so that they can open up to their deepest layers rooted in pleasure and soul purpose. Enjoy this episode, my love. A very big and warm welcome to the first episode of Cyclical Living Podcast, where it's just you and I and I being Saradus, your host. The reason why I want to start off this whole Cyclical Living podcast with this uh, episode with just you and I is because I want to take some time to let you know what my intentions are. Why did I create this podcast? And then also what Cyclical Living is to me, why I am so passionate about and why I have dedicated my whole business to that concept. And then throughout this episode and all the episodes, I really hope that you will find some practical stuff that you can implement directly into your daily life um, so that we can ultimately come closer in our bodies and with nature. So without much further ado, let's get into the content of this episode. So my intentions for creating the reason why I created this cyclical living podcast is because I believe that cyclical living, which we will explain or you will, we will dive into in a bit, a lot, like very soon, but cyclical living to me really is such a key in the way that we as humans can live together on earth in co-creations with the whole ecosystem and not just because right now as humanity well i mean to state the obvious the way that we're living on earth is not sustainable and it is not just sustainable for the planet it's also not sustainable for ourselves and our bodies and in this podcast, I want to make it really easy and really available for people and a really beautiful, easy approach to another way of living, a deeper way of living, a more sustainable way of living. And that's why I am such a fan of cyclical living. 
And that's why I created this podcast. Now, cyclical living, it's not something new. It's actually very ancient. And so everything that I'm saying here, it's nothing new under the sun. It's really going back to our ancestors and learning from them and learning from the wisdom that was passed on generation upon generation, which is a cyclical motion in itself. <laughs> um, before we get to deep in the mystery of cyclical living, which I actually want to try to avoid because again, like another intention for this podcast for me is to make it very tangible. So I want you to be able to leave after every podcast. And even if you just look at a snippet or listen to a snippet of it and not the full one, I still want you to be able to leave with new ideas, a more broad idea about what cyclical living is, but also have those very practical tools and how to imp implement that. And that is why I am also inviting a multitude of speakers, um, very interesting people who are already living in a cyclical way. And these speakers will show you the multi-diversity ways and um, manners in which you can approach cyclical living. So some speakers will be uh, having their business and, and organizing their business in a cyclical way. Others will be um, creating music in a cyclical way. Others will be uh, working with nature and plants, which is obviously very cyclical. And so you will get a lot of really interesting talks from other people but also with me um, about the topic and every time it's meant to inspire you and empower you to live your most cyclical and soulful life so yeah those are my humble not so humble <laughs> intentions for this podcast and ultimately i hope that this is of service to you because Au fond, which is a French way of saying like at the ground, at the roots of it all. For me, this really is meant to be of service to you and of service to the earth and the planet and our co-creation with the plant realm, the animal realm, the mineral realm, you know, all, all the good stuff, all the ecology. Um, so, yeah. Ah, excited to start this journey and I'm so happy that you're here with me to take this journey. Um, maybe for one episode, maybe for more. Um, just know that you're so welcome, so loved and so appreciated. So now diving into cyclical living, because I've mentioned that a lot, and I will probably mention that so much more to come. And here I really want to show you where I am coming from and what I mean with that. And to explain what cyclical living means for me, I will first start by explaining what it doesn't mean, because sometimes it helps to put things in perspective. Um, it makes it a little bit more clear to us. Um, so cyclical living is not linear living. And linear living is what we are currently experiencing in our mainstream culture, in the way that we organize 
or that we see time, for example, the way that we organize our economy, the way that we organize our day-to-day -day activities is a very linear way, which means that you start at point A, you go to point B, and that the road in between is linear. And even, excuse me, even in some um, new spiritual, new earth kind of vibes and subcultures, they might say that the the road is not linear it's actually more of a bumpy with ups and downs ups and downs but in essence it's still this straight line where you can never return to the beginning and in a, in a sense yeah for sure you know we are born and then we we grow old and then we die and so yeah that in, a, in essence is pretty straightforward if you think about it However, where this linear way of thinking is very limiting to us and very unsustainable to us is when it shows up in ways of our economy, where there is this hyper growth mindset where a company is only worthy if it is always growing and always higher, always producing more, always selling more, and always, yeah, just more 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 bigger faster stronger you know that song um yeah that one bigger faster stronger <laughs> that really shows what linear living linear mindset in essence is and this way of living as we can all see it is so unsustainable it is unsustainable to our planet because we are suffering from big as ecological crisis um over like monoculture, which is destroying whole ecosystems, which is making animals extinct. Um, overproduction means also an over an excess to toxic toxic um, substances in the air that we breathe, in the water that we drink, plastic that just gets produced and does not uh, end. Landfills full full. You know the the list is long. And probably the ones that are already you and the people that are listening to this podcast or watching this podcast, you probably already know that in that way, as humanity, we really effed up. You know, we really did. We're not doing so well. So I'm not going to beat a dead horse. I'm not going to tell you what you already know. So, but that is really what is happening on a sustainable, uh, on a global level. And on a personal level, this also really affects us as humans and our bodies, where a lot of people are suffering from burnout. And maybe not the, even if you don't have that intense burnout that you can no longer work anymore, still the body, you might have chronic pain, back pain. You might have a shoulder that is no longer as strong because you're always carrying the same linear way, always doing the same movement day after day, day after day, and really making the, those muscles suffer um, in the mind that linear way there's a lot of people who are living in the zombie state where you every day you go into work which feels such like a dead-end place void of pleasure you need to dumb yourself down all the time you cannot have a moment of passion or joy because then you you know time's up of your two minute five minute break and you need to go back into the mold and go and do the same repetitive thing every time. And just the pleasure is um, lost. And so when we don't have our pleasure, that also sets on our body. That depression in that way can also really make us feel sick. Um, and 
this way of living, in the end, it really leads to chronic illnesses, sometimes really bad illnesses that you just have to change uh, or die. And in other times, it's these smaller, um, for example, menstrual cramps are another really, um, yeah, like a, a very big way of people, their bodies telling them that something is off. And then the sad thing of this linear way of living is that all those pains, those pains are minimized and they are being prescribed by pills to suppress that. Um, but in essence, it's really our body telling us that something is off, that we need to change. And so this is the reason why, uh, well, the things that we don't want. That's that linear way of living where it's really lacking and it's no longer sustainable for many, for the majority of people, I even want to say, I think for the majority of people, this linear way of living is very hard to keep carrying forward. And that's why I created this podcast. That's why I have my business where I'm a coach and I coach people to step out from that unsustainable way of living and into a cyclical way of living, which ultimately is very sustainable. Why? Because it's based on the natural rhythms of nature, the rhythms that have been here long before we created that linear way of thinking. So cyclical living means that you drop down and you go back to the deeper rhythms of your body and of the earth. And to explain those deeper rhythms, I will build it piece by piece. So I'll start really easy and then I'll build along. So the very first basic rhythm that we have is in-breath and out-breath. And we can see that in our bodies, obviously. We are breathing in and we are breathing out. We can see that in the earth where you have a day where during the morning, it's, it's like a, a breathing in and then it comes into a peak and then it breathes out into the night. So we have day and night. It's like a breath in and a breath out. And then you also have this on a larger scale. You have this in a month cycle. You have this with the moon where you have a breath in, which peaks at full moon and a breath out, out which um, peaks at new moon. And then even on a larger scale, we have that in the four seasons where you have a breath in, which is spring and summer, and a breath out, which is autumn and winter. And these two, like breathing in and breathing out, those are the deepest layers of like a deepest structure in the way that we can see that our bodies are structured this way, our day, our time is structured in that way, and ultimately the earth, the seasons, the way that nature, everything that exists, everything that we eat, everything that we see is structured in that way, in essence. And so that is the two big things that we have. And as I already said, I already spoke about where you have the seasons. So in nature, you have four clear seasons. And cyclical living really is tapping into those seasons. Now, this is something that our ancestors did. So our ancestors did this 
always why because they were living off the land and when you live with the land actually more than off the land when you live with the land you naturally follow the rhythms that are provided by you and the way that the seasons uh, the nature is structured it is in those four seasons and so i'm going to speak a bit briefly about the um four different phases the four different seasons and their energetics now maybe for some of you this is going to be repetition for others it might be new just bear with me if it's repetition for you so the four seasons are divided into big categories as i already explained briefly so you have that breath in which is summer, uh, spring and summer. And then that correlates to the time of action where a lot of action happens. And then you have autumn and winter, which correlates to the breath out. And that links in with um, rest. So a period of rest and regeneration. And then there's a cyclical motion between that and so the energetics of each of the seasons, in, it starts in winter. And so this is also the ancient Celtic way of looking at life. But still today, we have our new year in the heart of winter. Uh, so the 1st of January, the heart of winter, that's when a new year starts. So the beginning happens in the deepest, darkest time. And so winter is a time where all the energies of the plants, the animals and everything, it's all down, down in the roots. And this is, yeah, I mean, you can talk about energy in a spiritual way, but it's also a very tangible way. So this is stuff that you can measure with, uh, like in science, they've, they've uh, measured that. And it's just, you can see it with your eyes. <laughs> um, so it's, it's, it's a bit spiritual, it's a bit woo-woo, but it's also very practical. And that's also what I want to emphasize. It's, it's very practical, very earthy, very grounded. I mean, nothing more grounded than seasons and nature, right? <laughs> so in winter, the energy is down in the roots of the plants. So everything is in the underground. Everything is below, happening below the surface. And a lot of um, animals are in rest. Uh, the plants are down in rest and regeneration mode and uh, seeds lay dormant in the soil just in the heat of the warm earth and they're waiting their time to grow and sprout which is not now because in winter it's really about rest and regeneration and for us humans in our history this was a time when people who lived with the land also spent a lot of times inside they spent time with the hearth with the fire they slept a lot because there was not so much light so you can also see that with the light of the sun the days are very short so people slept a lot. They didn't do much because they didn't go out that much. There was no much, not much work to do on the land either. So it was really a period of rest and regeneration. And then you have the next season. So from the deepest, darkest winter point, there comes spring. 
And spring is the time when the little brave plants start to shoot up and out and the first green and yellow flowers start to come out. The harsh, harsh, harsh winds of winter slowly, slowly start to become warmer, even though in spring you still have a lot of harsh, cold winds. Depends, of course, where you live and how far you live from the equator, but you know, um, and so in spring, it's really the time where all that restful energy starts to awaken again. It starts to grow up and it starts to come out of the slumber and <clears throat> new energy is rising. Uh, people, people also would come out of their house and start preparing the land for then uh, sowing the seeds. Um, and then the seed starts to germinate. So it's really about that new life, new growth, um, new energy. And then spring goes over into summer, which is where all this new life now really has matured and grown into full plants. The leaves are full back on the trees, where in spring the leaves are starting to sprout and starting to come back. In summer, it's full, bushy trees, full leaves. Um, there's, uh, yeah, just uh, lots of flowers. There are lots of bees and insects buzzing around. So it's very active. If you go into the garden or into a park or a forest or something in summer, you can, and you sit still and notice how much activity is going around you, especially in the insect realm, it's crazy to see this. It's really beautiful to mention, uh, to notice. And also in humans, back in the day when people lived with the land and still in some cultures they do, uh, or some people in cities even they do. Uh, in summer, it's a time of hard work. It's a time of a lot of time on the land, tending the um, grains, ten well, tending the plants and the food and, and all that. Um, and even today in modern day times, summer is also the time, it's going out, it's party, it's a time of lots of light, long days, festivals are most often held in summer, or especially a lot more festivals are held in summer. So it's very much that vibrant time um, of life force just booming and really being at its height right? Energy as it, at its height. All the energy in winter was below the surface. Now in summer, it's all up and out. It's really out. And in our culture, we are super obsessed with summer. We are super obsessed with summer. Um, yeah, there's, there's this idea that only summer is nice and everything else is not so nice. But of course, this whole podcast and everything that I do in my work is to really reclaim the worth of all the seasons. And why are they worthy? Because they are. And it's that simple. They are all here. So they are all equally worthy. And actually, there is no worth. It's just beautiful life unfolding as life. <clears throat> so after summer you go over into autumn and autumn is a time of fruit where the trees and the plants have their their flowers go over into fruit and they have really grown even if they already have grown over the summer a bit now in autumn they are fully ready so fruit or grain also the seed that's when the seeds and the next generation and uh, like the, the continuity of life is being um, made sure that it happens and that's in autumn and autumn is the time of harvest 
where at first half of autumn it's really about reaping what you sow and this happens both literally as in picking the apples from the apple tree but on a personal soul level this also correlates to um re reaping the bounties the the beautiful work that you've done on a soul level on yourself in autumn this is a beautiful time to harvest that all the beautiful gifts that you've cultivated along the way and then the second half of autumn is really about releasing releasing what no longer serves what no longer can be carried with so for trees that is their leaves um, plants their stalks a lot of them go and die down and then that goes over into um, winter again where all the energy is back in the roots and so this is full circle and then of course this repeats not in a closed circle but actually more in a spiral so you have that linear thing where um, if you go back to winter it's not the same winter it's a new winter but it is repetitive so the spiral is a beautiful um, symbol showing the beauty of how life the why the way that life is cyclical the way that it's all structured and so that happens on a bigger scale that is our timeline and the reason why i'm such a fan of this timeline and why i think it's so important for us to remember that because again this is how our ancestors used to live our ancestors used to live with the land they used to live with these energies nowadays because we're only obsessed with the action with the summer and then spring as well because that's youth and maturity that's the that's the thing that we really do but decay and death that happens in autumn and winter it's very much uncomfortable it makes a lot of people uncomfortable and they don't really know how to do it and they want to avoid it and they only want to grow and become better their best version every day <laughs> um or in their stocks always higher numbers higher numbers more 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 that cyclical living counters that cyclical living transcends that even it's not even a countering it's a transcending where it really allows the natural rhythms of time where you have growth but you also have decay and that is necessary it is necessary for life to have decay because otherwise we are endangering ourselves. And we can really see that in the way that we have so much trash, for example, and we don't know how to let go. That leads us to landfills full of trash. If we would honor decay and death, then we wouldn't have so much trash. We wouldn't have so much stuff that we don't know what to do with because it doesn't go it doesn't go away, it doesn't decay, it doesn't die, right? So death and decay are so important, so important to restore and to bring back our gratitude and our honor and our respect for that as well. And this also uh, really means that we need to bring back our respect and our gratitude and the importance of autumn and winter, which is where we take time for rest, where we let go of the action, and we go into our slumber, into our rest. And that is why cyclical living is so much more sustainable than linear living. Because when you take action and after that, you're tired, so you take rest. Or the earth has provided so much and there's a beautiful, beautiful harvest. After that, it needs time to rest 
to recuperate. And that is also a problem that we see with monoculture. All the soil is depleted or very depleted of minerals. Why? Because there's no rest. There's no time for regeneration in human bodies when we are asked to work every time and we don't take rest. We don't take time for more sleep in winter. For example, no, we are asked to wake up in the cold, dark hours of the morning that actually in winter it's the night. But we are so conditioned to think in a linear way that at that point we think that these mornings are uh, not night, they're mornings. And when we force ourselves to wake up and go to sleep uh, at a very late hour, we don't have, we don't, we are really going against the intuition, the intelligence of the body. And we are pushing ourselves because that's how society is constructed. That's what expected of us. That's what our job needs us to do. But it is so much more important actually to go back, come back, come back to your body, come back to the earth, take more rest during winter, take time for regeneration. And not just in winter, obviously also in summer and in anything that you do in um, project, creative projects, work, and even if you're an entrepreneur or anything like that, just really taking time for rest and not focusing so much on production because that over focusing on production that is um it's a false idea that is not serving us and actually endangering us and not just us also other plants and animals and all that so cyclical living in this way really often offers us to come back come full circle come back Rest, breathe out. Yeah. Hello, dear one. Allow me to quickly jump in here. Do you want to go deeper into the topic of cyclical living? Then the cyclical living masterclass might be something for you. Are you done pushing yourself from an empty cup? Or do you feel on the verge of burnout or tired from this zombie-like state of living completely void of pleasure? Well, when you learn how to live in a way that is rooted in your body and nature, you cultivate resilience. You are able to tap into the deepest layers of yourself and bring them out to the world to share. In the Cyclical Living Masterclass, I'll be teaching you just how to do that. This Masterclass is for activists, new paradigm leaders, sacred rebels who want to change the system from the inside out, and for all those who would like to live a life based in soul purpose and pleasure. Follow the link in the description box below to enroll. And it is my deepest pleasure to welcome you there, my love. Now back to the episode. And so I personally also have struggled with this um, whole linear way of living. I was, I used to be a social worker and I used to work so hard um, and would not allow myself to take rest ever. So I would wake up, I would think about all the problems of the world, which are a lot. <laughs> and then I would get so over consumed with the idea to fix this. 
and I would get so like I was so rooted in fear and I had this idea that I needed to do everything that I can because time is ticking and you know we, we don't have that much time anymore and we really need to make sure that the world is good and so many people and the politicians they don't care and oh so I need to fix this all so I had this huge savior complex <laughs> and still at times my savior comes up and likes to uh, take over the reins but um so this was my reality. I was always going and striving and being super hard and trying to do a million things at once. And I would never take rest. And even if my body was in pain or my emotions were going really badly and I was having, I was crying or I was becoming angry. And so my emotions were showing me like, ooh, there's a limit here. We should take some rest. I would push, I would push. I would tell myself like, no, there is no time to stop. Uh, we need to go on and we cannot take a break because taking breaks is for quitters and we do not quit until the world is saved. <laughs> yeah, um, super problematic because it's super unsustainable. Um, I would work so hard and be in so much action that ultimately I would hit a limit and then I would crash and I would have to go cocoon for a lot of days, I would have to cocoon for many days, um, like taking that rest, but forced rest. And I was lucky enough that I would never really had any um, serious illnesses, although I had chronic pain. And for me, because I live in a female body, my pain would show up during my menstrual cycle. And a lot of women have this actually. A lot of women um, have chronic pain in their menstruation, which is not a normal thing, by the way. And I for sure will make another podcast episode about this topic because it's very deep and um, it's actually too deep to just mention it between here. But, you know, um, so for me, that would really show up in this menstrual pain. And I would wake up at night, I wouldn't be able to sleep. Um, so that chronic pain was there. Also back, shoulders, all that stuff. And uh, I would like, again, I would go over into action and then I would crash and have these huge emotional outbursts, crying, falling into these deep, dark pits of despair where everything is fucked and there is nothing good in the world and oh my god right I don't I'm not sure if you've been there if you've been there you know what I'm talking about these really dark cathartic dark nights of the soul but I would have them so often and period periodically they would come up because I would never allow myself to take rest and what also was very much needed for me at that time to sustain everything was smoking weed. That was my addiction. So my addiction was weed. Um, for others, it's yeah something else. But for me, it really was smoking weed. And so I would numb myself all the time to, quote unquote, not feel anything. Of course, it doesn't work like that. And your feelings just get bottled up until you have a moment of rest. But that's why a lot of people also don't want to take rest because whenever they stop, 
all these things that we've suppressed, all these emotions, all these uncomfortable things or what society deemed as uncomfortable, they bubble up, they bubble up like a volcano until you can no longer control them and they just burst and completely floor you. So that was my reality. That was the way that I was living for a very long time. Well, I mean, not that long since I'm pretty young, but for me, an experience that felt very long anyway. <laughs> um, but then everything changed for me uh, when I started to come back to my body. So a lot of things happened simultaneously. And one of the things that I really want to speak to in this episode, which really comes forward strongly, is um, me uh, starting to learn about herbalism, me connecting with the plant realm. That was one of my big, it well, still is, and it remains probably for the rest of my life, it will remain my biggest teachers because they show us so beautifully what cyclical living looks like in earth. Nothing spiritual, nothing woo-woo, just plain old simple plant seed, sprouts, plants, harvest, fruit, another seed, rest, and again, right? They show it so beautifully. And for me, learning about herbalism, really going deeply in that, and not just herbs, but also trees. So I started to grow my own trees and tending for trees, learned to so much about patience and about taking rest and about living with the cycles. And I learned that taking rest is so important. Taking rest is so important. When you get tired, um, rest don't quit. That's actually a quote of Banksy and probably older people have told it as well. But when, and that's something that I learned is to rest when I'm tired. And um, that is also something that I learned from the plant realm. And then that also really closely linked to my menstrual cycle is when you live with your menstrual cycle, the time of bleeding is the time of taking rest. It's the time of um, where all the energy is down, low, there's excess blood that is being made by your body and gets released. And your body really needs rest and time for rest and rejuvenation. And then you go out and uh, opposite of that would be ovulation where energy is high and you're in your summer and you're really beautifully going out there. For all the ladies who want to get into this and want to start living with their body, with their cycles, um, I would advise you to check out my course, Cyclical Living for Her, where I go in depth on how to live with your um, inner seasons, with your body, and to live with that action and rest base in your body. But also for men um, and people in other forms of bodies, um, non-gender people and all that, um, for all of us, there is this clear rhythm that's going on, this clear rhythm. And it's so important to tap into that because ultimately it makes you um, more productive in the long run as well. Because when, you are, when you're tired and you take rest, you don't need that much rest actually. Maybe a day, maybe two days, maybe three days, but then you're good to go. And so when you take that time for rest and you don't keep forcing yourself to push, 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 but you just take rest, ultimately when you zoom out, 
you're so much more productive and the things that you produce are so much more worth because if you keep pushing yourself, what you are creating comes from an empty cup. It's like you're an empty cup and you're asking for so much stuff from other people to like piece together this one whole thing and you barely make it because you're so tired and when you take time for rest, for replenishing, your cup becomes so full that it starts to overflow and the things that you provide and create from come from this deep, nourished place. And so there's so much more juicy. There's so much more delicious. That's also when you taste the fruit of monoculture or you taste the fruit of... Um, I want to say like an indigenous land where everything is just, you know, together and diversity and all the plants are helping each other and animals are helping and all that. So it's not monoculture, it's diverse. When you taste these fruits, the juice, the flavor, the soul, the love, it's, it's incredible difference. It's incredible. Yeah. So that really has been my story. And that is why I'm so passionate about this, why I teach this, why I create this podcast, why I feel like it's so important to come back to that cyclical way of living in tune with the seasons of the land where you live, with the seasons of your body, when and where you live as well. <laughs> we all live in our bodies, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so to, as a last topic of this episode, I kind of want to bring it home. I kind of want to bring it down into the body, tangible, into daily life, and how we can really live in a cyclical way. Now, just before, you know, before we dive in, there are so many different ways to live in a cyclical way. It's just it's endless. Um but this is my way of doing it and this is what I can share with you today in this episode. Um, so yeah, the way that we can live in a cyclical way is to really start to attune more and more with the energies of the earth and that is through the seasons, like we've just in depth discussed. Now, of course, I am aware that we still live in a culture that is so set on linear ways, and so there are times when this won't be possible. Now, we do have a lot of space left to incorporate this. So try to figure out for you where you have space to live in a more cyclical way, to live more in tune with nature, and where you, know, you, you don't. But even becoming conscious of it that you don't and even being like, all oh, right, this is coming from that linear way and becoming conscious of it, questioning that out loud or inside first and then out loud afterwards. And that can get the ball rolling. So that also is a really beautiful way of um, incorporating this. So living with the seasons, most basic, most easy way and most profound way that I've seen so far in myself and in many people that I've worked with and that I have around me is to start walking the land where you live 
get to know your land get to know how winter looks like in your land how spring looks like in your land what plants start to grow what animals go away and come back what animals go to sleep what animals you know what do they do what is happening what is happening in summer which plants grow which plants don't grow um what is up what is happening what is happening in autumn and in autumn can you go and do some wild harvesting always with respect for plants and make sure if you harvest that it at the end after when you finished it looks like you haven't touched this place um so that other animals and plant uh, other animals and beings and people can still um eat from that harvest as well but going out into the land and recognizing edible plants and what not and eating from that is such a beautiful way and really walking the land throughout the seasons is the best way to get in touch with the cyclical motion and you will start to feel and you start to really feel how your body responds very naturally to the energies that are that are afoot around you and really beautiful if you want to take it a step further is you can make a diary where you note about plants and what not that you've seen along the way um and you get so intimate with your environment and it's also pretty cool cuz you get to see how many plants that are growing near you that are edible that you can eat that you can live from so that is also a very empowering thought i feel um for example if there is food scarcity actually we might be at the supermarket dressing about the food scarcity but just outside you have this huge field full of nettles and clovers and all other sorts of weeds that are so high in vitamins minerals proteins and so yeah that is super empowering to learn about those as well and it brings you so close to the ground and eating from wildcraft is also a very grounding experience and also for your body the food that you eat that comes from the wild so obviously don't harvest next to a very busy street and what not but if you go into the wild and you harvest some um weeds and what not that are growing there the whole structure of the plant is different than that of monoculture and so your body in itself becomes more fuller becomes more grounded becomes more in tune with nature and and, and stuff around you so that is the most basic um way that you can really start to live in a cyclical way secondly is to on a monthly basis connect with the energies of the moon now this one is also very big very ancient very ancient mysteries as well around the moon and living with the moon that i really deeply desire to make another podcast episode about as well but for now what i just want to say is that in the way that we've just discussed the four seasons and the energetics the moon mirrors that but then on a quote unquote monthly basis um i say quote unquote because a month is 30 to 31 days a moon cycle is 28 to 29 days um but so really quickly winter correlates to new moon first quarter spring full moon 
is summer and then last quarter is autumn. And so that you have that in the bigger scale in um, the seasons of a year. And then in a monthly basis, you have that going on, that same rhythm of action and rest going on in correlation with the rhythms of the moon. And so you can live more in tune with the moon. When it's dark moon, um, you can take more time for rest. This is a beautiful time to plan any self-care. If you're into going to sauna and whatnot, that's a good time to do that. Or just stay at home and do some Netflix and chill or whatever. That's a really beautiful time to do that. Um, it, for Yeah, so that is what is really beautiful to do at new moon. And then yeah, the others is more outward going. The first quarter, the energy is going up and out and you can really go out and plan your parties at full moon, for example, when the energy is high. This is also something that has been tested and you can see it. People go more crazy at full moon than at new moon. This is, has been tested in a scientific way. And so that, that shit is real. I'm not just a weird spiritual person here at for reals you can you can test that and there are beautiful tests done on that as well and then at the end the last quarter of the moon the energy goes back and slowly goes back into a descent into a restful regeneration period and so incorporating that into your daily life as much as you can a really easy way of doing that is to get a calendar an agenda like a calendar with the moon uh, phases on there and so you already know in advance uh, when you plan something, what the energies will be like for the moon. And then uh, side note for all the ladies out there or any peoples um, who have their menstrual cycle, attune to your menstrual cycle if you don't take the pill, because if you take the pill, you don't have a menstrual cycle. Um, uh, so, but if you don't take the pill and you have your natural hormones going and your, um, yeah, your, your full hormonal dance going on, then you can attune to your menstrual cycle for the same way, um, taking rest and then taking action. So that is another way on a monthly basis where you can really put in and incorporate that cyclical way of living. And then on a daily basis, listen to your body don't ignore your body when you're when there is pain or there's tiredness or there's yeah something going like that going on that resembles that don't ignore it don't suppress it with a pill um go deep into it go into your body descend ask your body what is it what are you showing me because every type of pain that you feel in your body every type of discomfort like strong discomfort i'm not talking about like stretch pains from uh going into the gym and whatnot that can be a little bit discomfort uncomfortable but in the end it, it serves us but when it's actually painful or like not good or cramps or whatever that is a signal from your body that is a signal from your body and listen to it listen to your body listen to what is it's telling you and forcing yourself to go to yoga because you think that will bring you peace, but then you end up forcing yourself like, oh, I really don't want to go, but it's probably going to be helpful. That's just more of the same, oh, play hard, get hard, always going, always action. 
I'm not talking about that. So I'm not talking about like become your most healthy, healthy self and, and do lots of sports and whatnot and don't stop on that part. No, I'm really talking about listen to your body. Listen to what your body is telling you. Your body is telling you it likes, what it dislikes, when it needs rest and when it can take action. Because now I've been talking a lot about rest, but it always it also goes the other way around. A lot of people are stuck in rest. And they are incredibly procrastination and they don't go into action. So it all, everything that I say also works in the opposite direction. When um, you don't go into action, go into action. Attune to the energies of the day. Attune to the energies of the moon and of the energies of the season. And really work with them. And that ultimately will bring you deeper and deeper and deeper into your soul because it's in our bodies that we can find our soul. These things are not separate. That's last paradigm where they thought these things were separate and the body was this dirty vehicle that we don't want to and that we actually want to leave on earth as soon as possible. In this paradigm, we really want to bring those two together. And therefore, we need to start listening to our bodies. We need to stop shoving them with pills and denying their... Um, beautiful signals and start listening to them yeah so uh, another way is to in like with these signals try to write them down if you don't feel like you have a grip on them try to write them down and see if something's come back or if something's if there's like a red thread throughout your experience that will then indicate what is on like everything that is chronic means that is it's it's real and it needs tending. Um, so yeah, those are some simple ways uh, that you can incorporate cyclical living into your daily life. If you want some help, you can always reach out to me. I do personal one-on-one -on -one coaching for this. So you're very welcome to reach out to me if you need some help and some insight and all that for it. Um, so, but for now, I hope that this has been super helpful for you and that you've enjoyed listening to this episode and that you have a more clear understanding of what cyclical living is. If you didn't already know, and if you already lived in a cyclical way, I hope that this has, yeah, brought some new perspective in one way or another as well. So thank you so much for listening. So happy to connect in this way. And yeah, feel free to share with a loved one or on social media and do tag me. You can find me on Instagram at Sarah. So you have D-O-U-S dot S-A-R-A-H. That's me. That's how you can find me on Instagram. And if you want to connect further with me, you can also go to my website, which is Duspardus.com, which is D-O-U-S-P-A-R-D-O-U-S dot com. <laughs> yeah, so happy to connect with you. So much love and so much cyclical bliss to you, my love. Mwah.